Hello, our baby dill pickles. Welcome back for another episode. You're listening to Get That Bitch a Sandwich with Sofa Nors. joining us today. Her name is Bailey. I've actually known Bailey for a really long time because we started working together in high school. Since then, she's gone to start a career as an exotic dancer. So, hey, Bailey. Hey. I know. I remember the Hoyts days. Yeah. <laughs> $9.15 an hour, I remember I was being paid. Oh, okay. my God. I hope what you were getting paid more. I hope you were because I think you're a little bit older than me at the time. But yes. I remember that. <laughs> yes. I mean, the only good thing was getting super cheap movie tickets. Like I cannot. Oh, yeah. I cannot buy movie tickets and um, feel the same way anymore. It's just depressing. So only all the popcorn you could eat, right? We did definitely. And the um, $1, the broken, um, what were they called? Broken the chopped tops. I used to, <gasps> I used to always want the mint ones. I would always break the cone and just be like, yeah, it was a broken one. <laughs> Same, same. I'd like smash it in the freezer door and be like, whoops, how did that happen? <laughs> I thought I was the only one. I was like, oh my God, no. Sophia. It's so good to catch up though. So thank you for coming on the potty. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you with us. So we usually like to start these episodes out by checking in with one another. Questions Sophie and I always ask each other just to start off is what's been eating you up lately? I would say... um, Not really much at the moment. Life's been pretty good. I did get back from my holiday. I'm on straight back into placement for nursing. So full-time at the hospital, then working Friday, Saturday nights. So this past weekend was my first weekend back at the hospital. And um, I worked Friday night at the strip club. And then I did waitressing on Saturday night. And then I didn't sleep Saturday day because I wanted to (laughs) or Sunday day because I wanted to actually have a day. And then I was like, oh, probably should have gone to bed a bit earlier last night. But I'm good today, I think. I'm going to sleep well so tonight. you strip and you waitress, are they part of the same job or are they separate jobs? They're part of the same kind of industry, but stripping will be done at a strip club and then private waitressing jobs are generally like bucks parties or boys nights or games nights, just anything like that. And where they book waitresses, basically just like a fancy name for like strippers, but you don't have to strip. You can just work topless. You can work lingerie. You can work a nude, which obviously is stripping. But um, the lap dances, which is like the stripping side, I guess, would be um, you they, you charge extra for that at those jobs too. As you do in a strip club, you people pay to um, see those private shows and then you strip on stage, obviously, but um, and then you get tips on stage. But you obviously don't strip and dance on stage at jobs. So that's the only kind of difference, I guess. We don't really waitress. We're more there to party, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> How good. So how did you get into this job? Obviously you worked at Hoyt, so very different, but yeah, what kind of yes. drew you to it? How did you know you were going to be good at it? I had a few jobs growing up. I've worked since I was 13, so I've done a bit of everything. And then I moved to Sydney when I was 17. So I was working in retail. And then as soon as I turned 18, I started working at a bar and then I randomly got a job as a dental nurse um, <laughs> with no experience. And I ended up really enjoying that job anyway. So then, um, but I ended up leaving my job um, at the dentist because I got offered a job through my bartending to like serve drinks at her parties and actually be a bartender. Yeah, nice. um, It's a very long story, but <laughs> I got a job through her. It was like a really good salary. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to take this. And it was horrible. I hated it. Um, oh. <laughs> it was like, and then I started, I left that job and then I randomly got a job working in real estate 
Um, I was really there for about wow. <laughs> I've done it all. I, I was there for about six months and I got fired. Oh, no. <laughs> um, no, you know, it's so fine because that's how I got into stripping. I had a week until I started a new job at a different real estate company. And I was like, fuck it. I really want to be a stripper. Like I've thought about it for a long time. I'm just going to go to an interview. I went to the interview. I remember going home and like calling my mom and being like, hey, like, because I always call her if I have an idea or something that I think is not really a good idea. And I try and convince her that it's a good idea if I don't believe it's a good idea. <laughs> and then if I can successfully convince my mom that it's a good idea, I'll end up doing it. <laughs> so nice. um, I did. I managed to convince her. I told her I'd just be a one night thing. It's like I'm in between jobs. I may as well try it. Mm. And I ended up just, I was in that other real estate job and it was a super toxic environment. And um, I ended up leaving in December and the rest is history, I guess. I have been dental nursing during the time that I've been stripping. And then I quit that when I started nursing school. So that's a oh little backstory. A wow, very long it sounds like backstory. you've really done everything. And so was <laughs> when you took the idea to your mum, was she like supportive about it? Did she have her hesitations? What was her reaction? My mum is really open-minded generally. Like I didn't really have any kind of boundaries growing up. So when I came to her stripping, she was kind of like, obviously there was hesitation. She was like, oh, I don't know. That's a good idea. Like it's dangerous, all those kind of fears that parents usually would have and then I was like it's fine it's safe like you know I'm gonna be in a strip club like there's managers and it just it would just be for a weekend like I just want to try it for one weekend and check it off my bucket bucket list and um obviously I didn't stop and then eventually she kind of was like realized that I was actually really enjoying it and making decent money and not really stressed because I before that I living alone in Sydney like paying rent here by myself it was stressful I was definitely struggling financially when I was 17 18 wow so yeah um but it's so funny because people are like why don't you just get a real job it's like babes I've literally done everything <laughs> like yeah. I've had real jobs and guess what they did not pay the bills no and I think- can't say you didn't try <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and stripping stripping is definitely like a real job like I've heard some really intense stories about like how dangerous it can be and how you oh, know it can sure. be very toxic and um yeah people I guess have these like misconceptions about maybe that you're like very promiscuous or boys like expect because you're a stripper you're gonna do things in your relationship in a certain way 100%. Like, have, yeah <laughs> like have you ever found that it's affected your dating life in a, in a certain way or well okay so before I started strip well around the time I started stripping or whatever I it's so funny because like even when I was younger like I was always very like sexually expressive in a way but I didn't like I didn't really go out and seek sex like I didn't care about having sex with people I didn't want hookups um and then I started stripping and I kind of got to express that sexual energy that I had without actually doing anything um so I think that's one thing that people don't really think about so by the time I've gotten all the attention from men, I just don't care. Like I, but I actually went through this phase where I fully thought I was an asexual person because I just did not want a sex at all. And people just like, you, you're so flirty and flirtatious with guys at work. They just think, oh, like you must be so horny and shit. And it's like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm good. Yeah, nah. um, <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, it definitely has. I noticed like guys will, think that you're a different kind of person because of stripping and I'm super super open with it and do you think that you I guess questioning whether or not you are asexual at a certain point in your life do you think that was affected by what it 
was that you did for work or do you think that's like an innately separate part to you? I think that was a separate part to me in a sense that like when I was a teenager, obviously like I've like explored what, what teenagers do and whatnot. And then kind of as I was growing up and starting stripping you know, around people so much, the time that I realized I wasn't obviously was when I met this guy at the strip club that I ended up seeing for three years um, on and off. And that's when I realized maybe I'm not. And then towards like in the past couple months even maybe even less than a year I've been like maybe I'm actually a lesbian like I kind of hate men right now (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh we've all had that thought but (laughs) oh totally and I think like all the times that I've watched tv shows and movies I'm always like drawn to the women I'm like Hayley Seinfeld like bro I would date her so quick (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny do you find that girls in your work are like both outside like girls who don't do stripping and girls who do is there any like have you ever had any negative interactions like do girls judge you for it or do the girls within your work are they like supportive and want to help each other or like yeah how do you feel girls interact with strippers I think um it's you always get those sometimes those girls that come into the strip club and um they kind of think that like, oh, I'm a girl, so I can touch and I can do this. And like, they feel like there's like less boundaries. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that sometimes with female clients, yeah. but I'm, I'm not, I don't get too bothered by a lot of things at work. Um, like everyone has different boundaries and stuff. So yeah, but in terms of like my outside work life, I haven't really had any super negative like experiences. It's mostly just like people online, but even then my comment sections and stuff haven't been too bad um my mum actually used to go on my tiktok and and reply to all my <laughs> all my hate comments oh. and I was like I had to go back <laughs> and delete them because I'm like I don't want I don't want fight started because I'm like mum you're just going to give them fuel and they're just going to keep going like that's what they want <laughs> yeah, but at the know. same time go mum yeah <laughs> yeah bless her but she sometimes true. replies to like just normal comments like I'm like she's like my social media manager she goes through and like someone will ask a question and she'll like answer it on my behalf <laughs> <laughs> that's the best at least you have a supportive mum you know it sounds like she's really on board and like it sounds like you enjoy your job and it's a positive experience for you and the people yeah, around you totally. in terms of just touching on um you know I guess female clients maybe having less boundaries or um, anyone in general when they come to see you or become a client of yours. Do you have to set those boundaries in advance? What's the process there? Like how do you go about telling someone what is and isn't okay as your client? Usually it's just in the moment if something's going on, you just kind of like use your body language. I try and go for body language first before saying anything verbal just to prevent there being like that kind of awkward tension. Um, but if the point's really not getting across, like if I can remove myself from the situation, like if it's a big party job, I'll go sit with somebody else or like kind of avoid, like that's just my sort of tactic because I don't like confrontation. I don't like making people feel bad or uncomfortable, but girls around my age, they're more just like curious about the job and they ask questions and that's so cool. That's fine with me. Um, yeah. And usually very supportive and things like that. That's so yeah. nice to hear. I think that sometimes people's curiosity can come across like they're, judging but it's it genuinely can just be such an interesting line of work because it is a little bit more hidden and promiscuous and secretive that like a lot of people might not know what goes on behind um closed doors so it's definitely I mean we're all talking about it now I could literally sit on the phone and talk to you for hours I'm it's such a fascinating (laughs) thing yeah Um, totally 
I think it was so funny because when I first started, like I didn't really, I told like some of my friends, but I was very thick, like quiet about it on like social and stuff. And then, um, especially because I was always like, oh, you know, my excuse is like, I've got like a job where I work with kids or I'm like in a professional job or whatever. So I'm going to just like keep it a bit more to myself. And then now I'm like, whatever, I'm all over TikTok. Like it's really hard for me, not even if someone's like, um, ask me what I do. I, I just, I don't even lie. I'm just like, yeah, I'm a stripper, whatever. And then people usually just like more surprised that I'm like open about it more than the actual fact that I'm a stripper, I think. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. What point did you, I guess, switch between being like, I want to keep it a little more private and I want to express that this is just, you know, who I am and what I do? Um, I think it came sort of, it was like this whole shift in my life at this time where I just ended a relationship with like my ex-best friend. Um, very to- again, I'm just, I'm great at getting into toxic relationships. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I just finished, I just quit my job um, working at an orthodontist where it was like obviously kids and families and stuff. And I was like, Oh, I just want to like talk about it and make some videos and, um, I think I was saying to you earlier, but I originally like started my TikTok and then I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So I started talking about it, but making like vlog style because I'm still, I feel like I'm still like, I feel like I'm a prude inside a little bit, but like, <laughs> that's not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm still like a reserved. very like reserved person, but then I'm also there's this other side of me. So I kind of went around, went about it like in vlog styles and then obviously attracted a female audience. And now it's definitely not a, OnlyFans promo but I think that was around the time yeah where I kind of was starting nursing school I left my job with the orthodontist and I was like oh now I I have nothing to stop me from um pursuing this or talking about it or so with like your TikTok it sounds like that's something you've done as a like really good outlet to sort of talk about what you do in your industry because I guess there is so much I don't want to say secrecy but people aren't just outward speaking about it oh totally do you feel like your tiktok now using it to promote your OnlyFans and stuff like that do you feel like that's something you have to do as part of your job now and that sort of become normalized amongst other dancers or strippers as well or do you is that something that you still just like to do for yourself it's become more of something that's just fun for me um I think I'm like, I'm a very open person and I like to like interact and talk to people. And like, I remember I was like, even when I was a kid, I tried to start a YouTube channel, like um, about makeup and (laughs) I got bullied about it in school. So I ended up quitting that. So I think like I've always been drawn to the social media stuff, but never really had anything that interesting to talk about. And now that I have this, I'm like, wow, actually so many people are really interested in it, which I didn't really expect either, but yeah. That's where it kind of the leverage from the OnlyFans kind of pushing me to get online and then going back to the root of actually wanting to do that when I was younger. And now it's like something that I actually can do. Yeah. And have something amazing. to talk about. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's that's so, so cool awesome. like to see someone so open about it too. I think that it's definitely becoming more normalized to talk about it on, like you said, TikTok or even YouTube or whatever the platform is. I think that um people are finding it very comfortable to say like what they do for work and answer questions and stuff like that do you ever feel like it could affect a future job like I know you said you were studying nursing and stuff like that yeah do you feel like there's ever a point where like maybe in the future this um could yeah I don't know like affect that in either positive or negative way 
I think um, I was, I've actually I've thought about this before in the past because um, when I used to work in real estate, there was this whole thing on like online image. I remember my boss going through my Instagram being like, you have to delete this photo, you have to delete this photo. And I was like, why the fuck do I have to hide who I am? Just like please other people. And I just remember that I made my Instagram private. I was like, I'm not doing that. And then now um, like what I want to do with nursing is actually become a cosmetic injector. So that's what I'm studying towards because I want to work for myself. But I do think um, – that if I did ever want to do hospital work, um, I think if someone knows, I don't think it would affect me necessarily in the medical field because, I mean, no one's going to recognize me at work. I'm under a mask. I'm under goggles. I'm under like a gown. I'm in scrubs. Like you would not, you would not. Yeah. So I think, um, I think I still, obviously, if I wanted to do that kind of side of nursing, I don't, I feel like we're getting more open. I mean, today at the placement, I saw a doctor with tattoos everywhere and I'm like, go you. And she was like, I was like, that's hot. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good that it's becoming more normal though, that, you know, things like tattoos and different industries and stuff are being more accepting. But I guess in saying that, do you think then that's something like your current job as a stripper is something you would put on your resume, trying not to hide it? Or do you think it's something you just prefer not to tell people because there are, there is still judgment out there? In terms of like a resume, I don't think it's something that I would put on a resume because it's not something that is relevant to a job that I'd be going to. Um, Obviously at that job, I'm not really probably going to hide it, but I don't intend. The goal is to not intend on applying to work for anyone else in the future. So I'm hoping to never have to make a resume um, again in my life. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Very good point. And what drew you to like, cosmetic surgery like that's such an interesting line of work is it like something you see a lot in your current role or is it just something you've been drawn to totally that's actually a a big factor in why I decided to be or pursue cosmetic injecting um I wanted I never grew tits unfortunately um (laughs) my mum she she actually just sent me a photo she has a photo of herself on a holly um with a tits out go mum <laughs> I love your mum she sounds so your cool. mom sounds like a bad bitch yeah and I'm like, I was like bro she had the nicest tits and I'm like she had a reduction because she they grew really big after childbirth but I was like you had such nice tits I literally grew nothing like I was flat as a pancake um so I always kind of wanted a boob job and when I started stripping I was super insecure of my body and I became super confident even with my small chest that it wasn't actually um, that much of a necessity for me to go and get a boob job. But I was like, I was still something I wanted to do. So I ended up picking, of course, like the most expensive surgeon in Sydney because I was a little princess at the time. <laughs> um, and just his social media presence. I was like, okay, cool. He seems like a good surgeon. Like I trust him. So I went to him and got the whole like experience of um, having the nurses come and spend a lot of time with you. Um, during the consult because obviously the doctor has is super busy and I think other places it's usually you just talk directly to the surgeon but here you kind of go through the nurse first um, and then the nurse will kind of direct you in the right direction before you see the doctor and the nurse that he had working for him she her name was nurse Sarah she was amazing um, I spent so much time with her throughout my boob journey and um, she also did cosmetic injectables. And I was like, oh, what a cool job. Like, that seems like something really interesting. And I've always been interested in the cosmetic stuff. Like, I remember when I was, like, in year 11, I wanted to be a makeup artist. And then um, I was like, oh. But I've always been drawn to, like, the creative stuff. But I also like to work with people and do something that's still I, – I enjoy the medical field too because I've been a dental nurse for so long. And 
um, that sort of, yeah, that kind of what is what drew me to that direction. And that's why I started my nursing journey. Yeah, it's so interesting that you've had all these little passions and like different jobs along the way and they've kind of all meld other than like maybe real estate, but all melded together (laughs) to like find your like your final thing that you really wanted to do. And I don't think you would have gotten there necessarily as quickly if you hadn't done all these other things. Um, Oh, 100%. 100%. I always feel like you need to do like... I would have been so lost. I was so lost when I left home. I was like, oh, I've got to be, I studied criminology. I was like, I'm going to become a, I'm going to write um, legislation. That was like my goal when I was 17. <laughs> what a change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I think um, I can totally see you being that nurse. I think you have to be extremely like open and very supportive and and non non-judgmental. And I think for someone who's gone through it, you know, you've got the experience to kind of talk anyone through that process and and make them feel at ease um yeah and I don't I don't have any regrets but I definitely look at like women with like a smaller frame and like the with the smaller chest and I'm like wow that's so beautiful and I never um really felt that when I looked at myself apart from like I did obviously become more confident being naked with men and like like I wasn't I kind of lost that I actually got my tip my nipples pierced and I think that helped me a lot overcome <laughs> that insecurity because I was like I at least I have something to look at but now you I'm have like, like I'm a very right. high very high pain tolerance yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I was like one of the other questions that we got was what is the biggest misconception about the industry that you work in okay um definitely that it's like a last resort job that um the girls are drug addicts that they're addicted to alcohol and things like that and that they hate their job I'd say people just think like it's like a sad job and like we hate our job and like we're like exploiting ourselves and it's just like no it's so so different to that like so many girls I've met they're studying law we actually a girl just graduated after studying six years of law and she's a lawyer now um and like she started as a stripper like you'd be surprised um and doctors, nurses, like I've met girls that are doing so much and girls that just want to strip and that's totally fine too. Like if that's what they want to do and they're making a brand for themselves and they've been doing that and they want to do that forever, that's so fine. I've worked with girls from all ages and people think, oh, it's, you have a expiry date. And like, obviously you're not going to do this when you're old, but I mean, if you actually are good with your money, you can retire early anyway. Yeah. yeah. And do you think that misconception's kind of like a generational thing? Because I would have thought that with, you know, the rise of social media and everything, like um, maybe it's just because the target audience or the content that I see, there's a lot of people being really like, I guess, positive about sex work. Yeah. And there's a lot of education out there. But do you think that that misconception is still like so prominent today? And it's like, what do you think that's due to? I think that um, there's a lot of people that still hold that bias, but there's a lot of people that refrain from um, putting out their negative views because they know that there's going to be retaliation. Mostly, I think the actually that was a big reason I did start talking about it online because I feel like so many people when I used to tell them what I did, they'd be like, "Oh my god!" So like, is this what you have to do? And this is what you have to do? And there was so much misinformation about what people thought stripping actually was, and they just think that we're all escorts and we're all on drugs and we're all you know, hate our jobs and that kind of stuff. And it's just so not true. Um, Another question that we had was, can you describe your best or your favourite type of client? Okay. Definitely if they have food. Food. (laughs) If they have food. 
I'm like, I'm down if they have food there. Um, the worst kind of job is when you walk in and it's just like, there's no music, the lights are on, the guys are sitting around, cooked off their faces, and you've just got to go in there and like put in so much effort and energy to get anyone doing anything. But when they've like got good energy, there's games, there's things to do. Like that's really fun. I like those kind of jobs. Thank that's you. so cool. I didn't even consider food as part of the job. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. That would be like in my list of requirements, like must have food on premises. Otherwise I yeah, won't. Okay. Provide snacks or I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, the amount of times that like girls have been like, can you order Uber Eats? Can you order Mac is? And like the guy's like, okay. <laughs> that is so funny. That's a really good type of client. I would definitely get around that. Um, I love that, yeah. Another question we got um, was, is your industry competitive or do you find that girls are like quite helpful to each other? Um, the competitiveness probably comes from um, actually getting started with stripping. You can kind of just work at a club and girls will take your hand and they'll help you. There's always going to be a girl there that like takes your hand and shows you the ropes um, if not managers. But yeah, I found if there was one club I worked at, which I found quite toxic and I, I lasted about three days there. Um, but every other club I've worked at, the girls have always been like, oh my God, are you new? Like, do you need me to tell you that, like, tell you what, what, how it works? Um, I'm even like the very first night I worked at the strip club and it was like my first night stripping. Um, I hadn't sold any lap dances. I didn't really know what to do. I was just kind of figuring it out. And this girl took me by the hand. She's like, come with me. I'm going to, this guy's going to buy a lap dance with his friend and, and you just watch me and you learn. And so that was probably the best thing that, happened to me that night was just breaking that ice of actually doing a dance and it was probably the most awkward thing ever but um <laughs> trying to follow along and copy what she was doing but being like so awkward about it be like oh, oh that's um, so sweet <laughs> but yeah no I find the girls that they're the most amazing I I love the girls in this industry 